Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my amazing co-host, Bree Tucker. Why, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? I feel like I need a nickname for you. Hmm. Do you ever listen to Armchair Expert? Because it's yes. Monica Mouse. and I forget Dax's uh, nickname. Dax has a nickname, too. I didn't realize they had nicknames. How do I not? I, well, I mean, I, I listen to it infrequently. I, I love it. My problem is, and I love you, Dax, but oh my God, it's so long. It is long. It is long. I can't get through that whole episode. It, it's not even a matter of the time. I have a hard time with my attention span that long. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, it's, it is it is long. I always love like the the conversations they get into because I mean like Justin Timberlake was just on and I did listen to that yeah. one I enjoyed that one a yeah. lot so we have like a, a full advertisement for armchair expert at the beginning of our podcast so yeah <laughs> we're nailing this podcast game guys hey <laughs> man Dax Monica and you guys want to come on we are happy to oh have my gosh you. they would be so much fun just to talk also like parenting with Dax because they talk a lot of parenting on armchair yeah. expert too I got a lot of good things. Well, it makes sense because was uh, Monica was their nanny. Yeah, at one point. Yeah. So I mean, she's a she's a multi talented woman. There. She is. She's a whoop, she's whoop. like she was in the nanny, and now she's a Oscar. No, an Oscar Emmy winner because that's TV. Wow. Yeah. She because she produced an episode of The Good Place. Man, I'm feeling so unaccomplished <laughs> at this moment. You're so accomplished. We're so accomplished. Speaking about feeling unaccomplished, uh-huh. our guest today helps you feel accomplished, doesn't she? <laughs> See, like yes. that segue? Yes, it, that's a great segue. We we're did t- that with a headache, even. <laughs> we're talking working good. We're talking with Kara Harvey today. She is the host of A Purpose Driven Mom, also an excellent podcast. And she's a productivity coach for mom entrepreneurs. And she's also a mom to a 14, a five, and a three year old. But she really helps moms feel good about what they accomplish and what they get done. And it's in a very non-judgmental way because I have a lot of problems with productivity experts because I'm like, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> You're even like that with the checklist. You can't tell me to do checklist. Oh my gosh. I'm so like that. It's like a, a pushback. If anyone tries to tell me what to do, I'm like, you can't tell me what to do. But then I'll like try to tell other people what to do. And I, ch- I try to check that as much in myself as I can, but it's hard. It's hard. I have a issue with people telling me how to do my productivity mm-hmm. because I feel like I often just keep hearing, well, you're just not trying hard enough. You oh, just don't want it That's hard a enough. common thing. Right? And Kara talks about that in our interview about how that's not true. That's not true. Like you are trying and doing the best you can and like you just don't have a system that works for you yet. Right, right. And so she believes that everybody can be productive. You just have to figure out what your way is. And it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be this one prescribed way. And I love that. So it was very non-judgmental, very empowering. Mm -hmm. And you know what else I loved? Hmm. That she took a class on cleaning. But I might be jumping up on that one. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah, well, she, she did. She found out what she needed more skills for. And then she did it. Right, right. Because she wanted, okay, so I need need to preface that she wanted to get better at it. It's not that all people should be good at cleaning. It's a specific desire that she had. And you know what? I learned things from her Mm -hmm. just during that episode. I did not know you weren't supposed to spray the surfaces. I didn't know that either. I I just go, (sighs) I was like, oh. I need to take that class on cleaning. You know, and, and she said that when I am she not did taking it, a class on cleaning. There's no way. <laughs> she did say though that once she did it, she felt more confident. And yeah. again, like I think we talk about that a lot of our episodes, how confidence makes a big difference on how you approach things. I, I totally agree. So yeah. we hope that you enjoy our conversation with Kara. This episode is brought to you by the drama free homework checklist. If 
homework right now, like if you dread it every night, like your kids pulling out their backpacks, or maybe maybe it doesn't even get that far. Maybe you have to like nag your kids to pull out their backpacks and start on homework. You will love the drama-free homework checklist. It is just four simple steps to take back control of homework time and actually make it your kid's responsibility and not your own. You can get it at noguiltmom.com backslash DFH dash checklist. That's DFH. It stands for drama free homework dash checklist. And now on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible, and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. Welcome, Kara, to the No Guilt Mom podcast. We're so happy to have you. I'm so excited to sit and chat today. And like we were just talking before we started recording that like Brie and I both feel like frazzled messes from time to time. And so Mm -hmm. we are so excited for your suggestions on productivity and how to stay organized. And uh, like, let's get into this. So tell us a little bit about you and like how you came to start a purpose-driven mom. Sure. Yeah. Every time I tell a story, I laugh a little because I'm definitely one of those accidental entrepreneurs. Like I did not mean to be sitting here in this office doing this as a full-time job at all. And it kind of was just the path that, you know, landed in front of me. So I am a wife and a mom. I've got three kids. They're three, five, and 14. And I'm a former school teacher. Uh, And, you know, you know the hustle, right? You know what it's like. And right around year eight teaching, something I thought I was going to do my whole life. I was so done and I was burnt out. And I remember the moment because I was on like our admin track to become a school administrator. And I was the principal of our summer school program. And the last day of summer school overlapped with the first day of school for teachers at the charter school I was at. And I sat in my car and I cried and I said, I can't do this anymore. Like I I've lost who I am. I'm exhausted. My anxiety is through the roof. And I'm just not happy. And so I went home. My husband, he was also in education. He was, that's how we met, actually. He was an assistant principal. I was a teacher. It was like kind of a thing. Um, <laughs> yes, it was definitely a thing. Now he's the CEO of a, a, his own charter school. But um, he gets it. And he's like, all right, cool. But we need to make money. So what are you going to do to make money? And at the time, I was like doing hobby network marketing. And I thought, all right, well, I really like this. This is fun for me. It's different. It takes me out of my element. Let me see what I can do here. And I hate the word hustle. Absolutely hate it. But that's what I did because I knew that if I was able to make that bare minimum amount we needed, I would be able to try something different, which was very scary for me and my student loans that I was just going to leave something that had just been mine, my dream since I was six years old. And At the end of that eighth year, I was able to do it. And I left and got into entrepreneurship via network marketing and was pretty successful on the outside, right? The first two years I did it, quote, full-time, 
I had grown a six figure business. I had 200 something people on my network marketing team. It looked like it was going really great, but on the inside, I was dying because I had taken all of those things I thought when I was teaching that made you successfully. Like, you know, you have to work more hours than everyone else and you can't leave any emails unread and hustle, hustle, hustle. And I was putting them into my network marketing business. So I refused to go to bed unless I was at inbox zero. And I would pride myself. I think about it now and I cringe. I would pride myself on, and I would get, and this was like, you know, Hey girl messages. So you were getting, I was getting hundreds of messages a day and I would not go to bed unless they were um, answered. I was working 40, 50 hours a week again. Again, it looked successful, but it wasn't. And so right around like my third year, I remember I was, had just had my son and I was nursing him 2am over a boppy pillow. And God kind of was like, let's try something different. And that is kind of how a purpose-driven mom got born. I made a website uh, at three in the morning. And I thought, let's figure this out. And that first year I threw tons of spaghetti at the wall, trying to figure out what I could help moms with, how I could take what I was naturally gifted at and turn it into a business during this time. You know, I'd left my teaching job, I then had decided I was going to take this really cushy residual income that was more than I was making teaching and leave it. And I said to my husband, are we okay? Is this going to be fine? And he said, good. And a month later, his school was closed. Um, and he was <gasps> oh, man. And no. so he was out of work for eight months. And it was the first eight months of my son's life, the first eight months of my business. And oh. um, it was the six of those months I was dealing with postpartum anxiety and depression. And I thought, what am I supposed to do? Like, this was the plan. And my husband has been so supportive through the whole thing. And he said, well, we'll can figure it out. And we sat on food stamps. I sat at the, at the food pantry and on government assistance, trying to figure out how we were going to not lose our house. And right around like six months of unemployment, he got a job delivering newspapers at two o'clock in the morning so he could do something so that I didn't have to go back to work um, while he was trying to find a job as a principal, because honestly, it's kind of hard to find a job as a principal. You have to like retire, die. Like it's, it's not easy to get in. <laughs> Principals um, have like, their jobs. Yes. They, they keep them for <laughs> yeah. a long time. So finally he was able to get a job, but it was paying him so much less than his other job was that he kept his newspaper job. And so he was getting up at two, he was delivering the paper. He was going to school as a principal. Um, it was a school for students with behavioral disabilities. So he was just like on all day. And I was so worried about him and just falling asleep in the car. And at this point, my business had started to make money, but not what we needed. And so January of 2019, I decided to take a part-time job. And so I went to the mall at the bookstore at the Barnes and Noble and I took a job. And so here I was working part-time from six to 10, four nights a weekend on my weekends, passing ships with my husband so he could quit his newspaper job and then trying to grow my business on the side while my kids were sort of in school and sort of not. And in 2020 was actually the time when my business started to become aligned for me. And I found my like power and productivity. And that was what moms wanted to learn from me. And it was something I took for granted. And it was when I kind of leaned into that and was like, let's do this. Let's just focus in on productivity and time management that everything kind of blew up. I was able to, um, you know, like when I got furloughed from my part-time job during the pandemic, you know, I I didn't go back to it. Uh, I was able to, you know, grow a six figure business this year. And my husband was able to leave his job. And so now going into, I guess, my fourth year, technically with the business, things started to feel aligned, and I get to help moms just take massive action on their goals without overwhelm and without burnout. Because I know what it's like to sit there as a mom, try to have these goals on my heart and in my mind, and always push them to the side without trying to feel like I have to shove it all in my to do list, which isn't manageable either. 
I've been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs even on busy mornings. And oh my gosh, has it been busy lately. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day every day and it makes me feel energized even like i still add the coffee on there because i like it a lot ag1 tastes really good too and i enjoy my glass every single morning ag1 is a supplement i trust to provide the support my body needs daily and that's why i'm excited to welcome them as a new partner if you want to take ownership of your health it starts with ag1 Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. That's drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. Check it out. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. That is one heck of a story. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You you've gone through so much. And I isn't it funny how like sometimes you try to push away the thing like you're naturally gifted at and you're like, no, like because you're naturally gifted, you think everybody knows how to do that. They don't need my help doing that. It is totally fine. And then that's where you realize like that that's where I can serve people and that's where I can be of use. They call it that gift of knowledge, right? That thing that you don't realize you're good at. And then you try to explain to someone else and they're like, oh, this is like life changing. And you're like, really? This is so basic. And I think as, as moms, when we get into business, we think that, right? We think that what we have to offer is nothing. It's, it's just such a little blip, but if you can find that right person that needs to hear from you, like that's where the magic kind of comes together. Yeah, definitely. So like talking about like productivity and organization, I know it is such like an emotion driven thing for many, many people. And people think like they're just bad at being organized or they're too lazy to get it together. Like, what do you say to like combat like through that process? Oh, goodness. Yeah, I have lots to say on this because it drives me up a wall. Like when I see people say things like your why needs to be bigger than your excuses. I think that's garbage. I think that is such garbage because guess what? There's nothing wrong with your willpower. 
it's the plan. Like you just need a better plan. Like there's nothing wrong with our willpower, willpower, motivation. These are muscles that we have to grow and you can train your body and yourself and your patterns and your habits to be able to be more productive or more organized. Right. And, and I say more because I want us to, to look at it like a spectrum. I don't think that everyone's going to ever be as productive quote as I am as someone who's naturally good at it, but you can always move that needle a little bit. And so it just drives me bonkers when people say, you know, it's your willpower, or you don't want it bad enough, or your why is not strong enough. I think that's a lie that we say that makes moms feel terrible, because so many moms like want to manage their time. They've got plenty of whys. They want to do it for themselves and their kids and all those things. But it's not about that. Now, do you need a, a why? Do you need a reason? Do you need something that you're incentivizing? Yeah, I think those things are all part of the puzzle. But when we solely go on like it's either you're really strong and good at this or you're a failure, then all we're doing is, I don't know, like all those voices in our heads, those little ones that tell us we're not good enough, we're unworthy, see you failed again. We're just fueling that. So instead, let's look at it different. Let's flip it on its head and say like, yeah, I need a why, but it's not about my why. It's not about my willpower. It's about a plan that I make that's actually, I call it a distraction proof plan that's going to be there when life throws me curveballs instead of I'm a bad, lazy awful person who's never going to achieve my goals. Why bother trying, which maybe you don't say the words to yourself. Maybe you hear them or maybe they're backed in your subconscious, but like, that's what you believe it's there because society and our family and ourselves have told us that for so long. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And that's, that's 100%. And we just like, we just got an email from um, a reader about how saying like, she never follows through on everything and she really needs to work better on it. And like, she couldn't like do something right now because she hasn't followed through on like we, all these other things. And we she's we're just both like, that. Oh no. We're like, oh, no, 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 no. Like there's something wrong, as you said, with the plan. And it's just the plan that's not working for you. It's like something um, like you sent me Glennon Doyle. Uh, had this like Instagram live where she's like, yes. it's not that you're bad at something. It's that nobody taught you how to do it. And you did not get that practice and you did not get that like support that you needed to excel to the next level. Right. I think it's a huge thing to say, like, how are you ever, it, this is like what we tell our kids. Mm-hmm. How are you ever going to succeed if you just keep telling yourself, well, you just don't want it bad enough. That That's not true. Again, it's, it's just, I need the right tools. I need the right, there's always a yet. It's yeah. that my, there's, yes. I don't have it yet, but I will get it. Yes. You have a really unique system for teaching moms how to like be organized and it's using Trello and I see Trello and I'm like, oh, it's Trello. Okay. So, yes. You- I had Trello at my last job and I even told Joanne, I'm like, I hate Trello. But then again, nobody <laughs> ever taught me how to use Trello. They were just like, there's Trello, do your stuff. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, <laughs> can, you, can you explain like briefly what Trello is and then like what you do with it? <laughs> Sure. Yes. And I'm going to tell you also, I tried Trello three times before I liked it. So there is like such a learning curve. And I want to talk about that skill development piece before I jump into Trello, because it clicked something in my head when you were saying that there's this missing piece that we think we're just supposed to be good at something. And there's something innately wrong with us if we're not. And I think what a flaw I notice in the plan, right, if we're looking for that, that flaw in the plan is that we don't build in time for skill development. We don't build in time to learn. We don't build in time for, um, I don't know it to be hard. Like I teach moms how to organize stuff and I use Trello and I tell them straight up, you're probably not going to like this. You're going to have to get time for it to be frustrating. This is going to get uncomfortable because you might have these beliefs that you're not good at tech. And when you don't intentionally go into a plan, building in white space into your schedule or intentional plan of learning the skill 
and just thinking you're just going to know because as moms, we're expected to just like know how to do things. And this goes into regular life. Like I never learned how to adult. Like I don't really know how to cook. I don't really know how to clean. I, I, I don't know how to I use my iron. Like I'm like, what am I doing here? Like we're just surviving <laughs> as an adult over here. Wait, wait, how many moms out there don't really know how to iron? I don't either. Me. <laughs> just, I turn it on high and I hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, I see my husband. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Not for me. I bought a cleaning course because I was like, I don't know how to. And it took me months to be okay with buying a cleaning course because I thought that this voice you're such a bad mom. You don't know you're a bad homemaker. You don't know how to do these basic things. And I finally was like, I'm going to humble myself enough and go buy this cleaning course to learn that I should spray on the rag and not the, the table. Okay, cool. I don't know these things. <laughs> right. But I think it's, we get so in our heads that we, we have to learn how to do it perfectly. And we don't build right. time to learn how to do something and learn how to implement. That's another, like, you can't just say, Hey, I'm going to have this goal and I'm going to do it without taking the time to learn about the goal, learn how to do the goal, learn how to implement the goal. There's, there, it's, there's there all these varied stages. And I see this when it comes to planning on Trello. Um, and in general, it's New Year's resolutions. People are like, this is my goal for the year. And I'm like, so what are you going to do with it? And they're like, I don't know. I just said I was going to do it. <laughs> you just did the goal. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> exactly. So like let's, let's get there. But yeah, so I do it on Trello. Trello is an absolutely free website and plan. You can pay for a subscription. I actually don't. People ask me this all the time. I don't pay for it. It's not even expensive. It's like a couple bucks a month because I don't want to ever teach moms something that they can't do on the free plan. So I don't want to accidentally have the paid version and do it on a video. And they're like, Hey, I can't do that. So I, I, I never use it, even though I have enough credits to get it. So you can get it for free on your phone or on the computer. And it allows you to manage projects in your home. Now, Trello was originally made to be project management software for companies. And I looked at it and was like, we need to be using this for moms. Like we need to look at ourselves as the CEO of our home and figure out how we can use this. And I really want to start to just look at it differently because do I also run my business on Trello? Yeah. But I run so much of my home on it that it makes it smooth. And I do this when it comes to goals because We'll make these goals, these ones in our heads that we love. We don't always go ahead and craft a really great plan. And so I love to break my plan down on Trello for a few reasons, because depending on your learning style, right? Like making a list is good, but on Trello, you can move things around. So it's like super kinesthetic. You can visually see what you're doing. You can also type on it. You can send things to Trello. You can tell your, I don't want to say too you can tell your Alexa to go send a card to Trello. <laughs> and she can, she, she probably, yours probably hears me, right? And she will send a card to Trello, right? So it works for all learners. That's amazing. No, I have a Google. And so I can't say the phrase oh, okay. else it turns on. Yep. So I know exactly what you're, <laughs> okay, what you're dealing with when you're like, Alexa. Funny, <laughs> funny side story with that. We used to play the radio for my dog when we would leave. And we had an Alexa in the room too. <laughs> and like at the end of the day, like the Alexa be running and the and the radio. And it took us forever to figure out what was happening. The radio station was playing Alexa commercials. Oh, but they would say, hey, Alexa, turn on Mix 96.9. <laughs> and we're like, why is it? Yeah. So I love that you Sorry. can, you can like send cards to Trello via Alexa and you can like move things around. My question is though, like when you're using Trello, like how do you even figure out what you put on it in the first place? Hey, are you a parent of a teenager? Are you feeling overwhelmed about how to be what they need while also holding limits and boundaries that keep them safe? Are you tired of conversations that negate how messy this season of parenting is? 
Well, I've got you. My name is Casey O'Rourke. I am a positive discipline trainer, parent coach, and the host of the Joyful Courage podcast. Every week I come to you with an interview, digging into tough topics with experts I trust and solo shows that go deep into the personal growth and mindset needed to raise teens in a way that grows them into confident, capable young people. I am not afraid of getting real about the intersection of conscious parenting and the teen years, while also bringing in vulnerability, humor, and lightness. I'm walking the path with you and honored to serve. Listen to Joyful Courage on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Like, you have this goal. Like, what do you put on it? Yeah. So there's a couple things you can do when it comes to mapping out your goals on Trello. So you make these things, essentially, they're called boards where you would map something out. And I always like to compare it to like Google Docs because most people are familiar with how those work, right? So like a board is essentially like your Google spreadsheet and you have these folders, which are um, called teams on Trello. Okay. So you can put everything there. And I have a folder called goals. And every single time I have a goal board, I put it on there. Now people think they hear the word teams, like, oh my goodness, do I have to have other people on my Trello to have a team, you don't, you could be the only person on your team. So I just use it as a folder. But I will say for some of my home management boards, like we have a cleaning board, my family's on it. So I can tell my teen, he could say like, Hey, my room's clean. I'll be like, go check your checklist on Trello before you come to me. Thanks. And then he has to go through and and check it on his phone because that's how he communicates, right? And have it all there. Or I could say to my husband, like, Hey, I need you to go pick up the birthday cake for the party and assign it to my husband. So like, there's really cool ways you can use it with your family. But when it comes to your goals, I recommend you make kind of one board to map out your year, another board to map out your quarter. um, Because I don't love a year goal. I mean, there's Okay, so there's three types of goals that I, I talk about and I teach. And I think one of the things I notice is people try to break down their goals similarly. Like they try to break each goal down the same and they're not. So the three goals that I talk about are like numerical based goals. Then I talk about project based goals and I talk about routine based goals. So I like to look at everything in kind of a quarter. So you're going to want to look at your year board first, because I think it's important to have a vision, but don't be super married to like everything needs to go on this year board. That's where you dream, right? Like your year board, you make these things called lists and you might make a list for each month. And just, what do I want to do this month? These are not where you're branding specific. This is not where you're making them quote smart goals. This is not where you're doing any of that. You're literally just going to dump like, what would be cool if I accomplished this month? What are some things I'd like to get done? Like I want to go on a trip this month or something, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Post COVID. -COVID. (laughs) Oh yes, I want to go hike this month. I don't know something. 
look at it like your vision board, that 2021 one, like that's where you're putting like, this would be cool if I did these things this month. And the reason I don't have people map their goals specifically is because when you look at things in this year basis, you're so easily prone to procrastination, right? When you're like, oh, I'll do it by the end of the year, you have this reading goal, you're gonna read 25 books this year. And then all of a sudden, it's September, and you haven't read any books, and you're trying to jam like 25 books in, you know, for the three months. So I always say start with your year board, so that you can plop out your vision for things, because this is going to come into play later. Uh, and you can make, like I said, a list for every single month. What's my general topics? What's the general things I want to do? then you can go ahead and make the quarter board. And that's where like the magic is. That's where I get super detailed and super nitty gritty because a lot of people will say to me, like, I don't want to take the time to plan out my goals, but it saves you so much time in the end. And also decision fatigue is real. If I'm tired and I'm supposed to sit down, right. And take a course and I am exhausted and I don't know where I left off and what module I'm on. I can't find the link to the course. I'm not going to, I'm not going to turn on Netflix. Like I'm not going to pay attention to this right now because my brain as mom is done by the end of the day. So I encourage moms to map your quarterly board out before the quarter starts, I actually start six weeks in advance so that I don't have to do it at once. I actually will do three times a week for 15 minutes. I just put it in my schedule. And if I do that six weeks in advance, it gives me enough time to make a really detailed board when I'm in the mood to dream, when I'm in the mood to think. It's like, you know, when you don't make your plan for the week and then Sunday happens and then it's Monday and you haven't made a plan. Most people aren't going to go back oh, yeah. to make their plan for the week. They're just going to like flap through like a fish on out of water, right? Like, uh, what are we doing this Basically, week? Basically, because you feel like it's done. Like it's already yes, started. It's over What's with. Yes, it's done. So this is why you start, you start far in advance when you're excited, when you want to dream, when you have time to dream, when it doesn't feel rushed and it allows you to make a plan. So then when that Monday hits and you're like, hey, what are we doing? You can actually just open it up. And be like, oh, Kara from six weeks ago said I should do this today. Okay, let's work on that. And there you go. That's awesome. So what I'm hearing is that first you like put a yearly goal out there. It's your chance to dream. And then you break it down into like the granular, granular, how do you say that word? Granular. Granular level. <laughs> and like really make it detailed so you don't let that decision fatigue get you when you're when you're tired yeah, and decision, when you're worn down. Decision fatigue. You know it's real. Me. You know me. That that's my that's my death. I'm like, I don't know. Here I'm at No Guilt Mom, we we plan on Fridays. We plan on yes. Friday afternoons for the next week. And that's been a game changer. It has helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that we just assume this goes back to like other things that we assume as moms, like that we're just going to feel motivated to do things. And I was talking to a friend of mine. She said that she was like, I know that you plan really detailed, but I just sit down to work on my goals and I do it. And I was like, well, good for you. But (laughs) like, that's not how I feel. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm an Enneagram three, like I'm driven. I'm like, let's do this thing. And sometimes I'm like, what's happening on Netflix? Like some, I don't care. And sometimes I, and honestly, like we forget that there's going to be times where we're just not going to care about our goals because of everything going on in life, because of things getting thrown off. So why not create a plan that's meant for life to happen? Why not instead make a really strategic plan? So when I say granular, like I mean it, but I mean it in a strategic way that's flexible. I also teach like time blocking it because I love this concept of everything in life, having urgency, but flexibility. And that's what I like about the goals on Trello. And so what I would say is, hey, you know, you want to complete, say you have this goal, like I talked about those numerical goals, right? I want to complete, yeah, we'll do 24 books in a year, right? So you have the year goal, you know what it is. When you break that down into quarters, you know that math tells us to take the emotion out six books a month. Math also tells me that's two, I'm sorry, six books a quarter, two books a month, right? 
So a lot of people will get that far, but I want to encourage moms to take it even further with that. So before the quarter starts, I'm going to plan out what books I'm going to read. I'm going to go into the book and I'm going to divide up the pages because I know that I have three kids, which means I don't often have an hour to just sit and read, but I can sneak 15 minutes in here or there, which is about a chapter a day. So I will go into the book in advance. I'll Google it if I don't own it yet. And I'll say a book has 300 pages divided by 30, 10 pages a day, right? Take the emotion out. Look at the math for these numerical goals. And I will go into my Trello board and under each week. So I'll make a list for like week of February the 4th, week of February the 10th or whatever it is. And I will say exactly what pages I'm going to be reading that week. So this gives me a lot of like a timeline saying I must do this. Here's my due date. But then I have the flexibility that each week when I go into planning, I'm not saying what day I'm going to read the pages. I'm not saying what day I'm going to read the chapters. I just know by the end of this week, I need to do this. So you make your quarterly plan because people will say, well, isn't this too planned out? Make your quarterly plan where you're saying I'm going to read chapters one through five here, chapters six through 10 here. And then each week go into planning and say, hey, what's my week look like? Where am I going to fit these six chapters? So you've got urgency, but then you've got flexibility when uh, like I was just out of town for a couple of days, I had to scrap my whole plan. So in doing that, I got to move things around. And I think that's key, urgency and the flexibility at the same time with all the goals. And that was just an example of like a numerical goal. I think that's great. I think like for stuff that, you have as your goals and you know, you want to accomplish that goal, but like the in-between and the messy middle is just not appealing to you. I think that is brilliant because a lot of the times you're like, well, I want to achieve this. And then you sit down you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. Or like, I just, I just don't want to go through it. And having a checklist like that of like, here's what you're supposed to do during this time. Like it helps immensely immensely. And I love that. And I think that like just having moms write down their goals is something that helps them feel less frazzled and overwhelmed and planning it out and planning how exactly that they are going to accomplish that goal. What's like one other tip you have for moms to help them feel like more in control? Yeah. I want to throw one that I've been doing for the past six months and it has been a game changer with my time management. Um, and I call it thought catcher time. So One of the things I noticed was I was trying to cram too many things in. Maybe you've been there where you're like, hey, I'm going to try to do a hundred things and let's see what happens. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) I was just talking about that yesterday. I'm like, I'm, I'm one of those people that is constantly because I'm always like, I have five minutes. Oh, I can do three things in five minutes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You can't. Yep. So I'm the same. And I tried to put too many things in. And what was happening was I would be like, you know, in the shower where you get all your good thoughts. And I would think of all the things I had to do, or like my family would need something for me. And I wasn't leaving white space in my schedule to do the things. And I was getting so frustrated. Like I made this plan. Doesn't anyone else care that I have a plan? Don't I care that I have a plan? And I realized I know that stuff's going to come up, right? Like we know that something random is going to happen. Your kid's going to need something or someone's going to get sick and the dog's thrown up on the carpet. Like, you know, that something's going to happen. So why not be as proactive about the fact that something's going to happen? So I started to do thought catcher time. So what this looks like is two 30 minute chunks in my week where I plan nothing. So I plan one like midweek. I do it like Mondays as soon as I drop my kids off. And that's my errand and my phone call time. So I know that I'm going to batch out any errands or phone calls that have popped up that I forgot about. I'm going to get them done. This isn't my regular grocery shopping. All these, these are just like all the random things that you forget about. And then I plan one at the end of the week to kind of close out the week where it's just like the random tasks I need to do for work or um, just around my house. And I started with these 30 minute times. And now when things pop up, I have a place right on my planner 
where I write them down because before what I was doing is what I like to call the stop and drop, you know, like, mom, I need deodorant. Okay. I'm going to go to you know the store today and get it. Or, Hey, I opened this email and someone needs it. And then 10 minutes later, you're looking at something that you realize is broke on your website and then you're lost and you're like, I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yes. The, the stop and drop will like suck you in. And also not only does it throw you off your plan, but man, does it teach some uh, lack of boundaries, right? Like we oh, teach yeah. people how to treat us, right? And so if, if my 14-year-old, my this is what happened and why all of this happened was he was like, Kara, I'm out of deodorant. And I was like, okay, like, what are you going to do? Like find some deodorant. And I said, well, I'm not, he's like, can't you go to the store today? And I said, you know what? No, I can't. But I had taught him that I was going to go to the store as soon as he ran out of something, right? Like these are learned behaviors. And so we teach people that we're going to stop and drop for them. We teach our family, our partners in our business, like all of those things. And it's disrespectful to our boundaries. It's disrespectful to that Kara six weeks ago who made this plan, who said, no, this is what we're doing now. And this is, this is a process. Like this was a transition for everyone to be like, wait a minute, things are different. Like you're not just going to go and do it. But now I can get rid of the guilt because I'm not saying I'm ignoring you. I'm not saying I'm not going to go to the store to get your dinner. I'm saying, great, on Wednesday, I have time blocked out and that's when I'm going to go do it. And it's like freedom, absolute freedom. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think like, you know, one of the questions we ask people is your favorite hack to make kids more self-sufficient. And I would say like, that is like the best hack ever is your boundaries against stop and drop. That is no, but that that's a great life skill just right there. Like how many times I know I'm not, you just said it. So I know I'm not the only one that gets frustrated that why does nobody ever plan ahead in my household? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Miguel does, I do, but the kids are like, Oh, whatever I need to know. <sighs> you know why? Cause I never taught them that I mm-hmm. never taught them like trying to plan ahead, even us trying to do that dinner thing that you guys do where they all cook, yeah. trying to get them to just give me their grocery shopping list. And why? Because I always would be like, ah, eh, we'll do it whenever. Mm-hmm. And I never gave them that skill. So no wonder they don't know how to do it. So that's I love like, it. Boom. That was a huge mic drop there, Kara. Thank you. I love it. Makes so, sense now. Yeah. Kara, what are you coming up? What's coming up for you that you're excited about? Oh, so many things, but let's talk about the Purpose Driven Mom Summit because you're coming back this year. Um, March 22nd to the 26th is an absolutely free five-day event all about helping moms create routines in their um, their lives and in their homes, and it's going to be amazing this year. We have 25 keynotes. Joanne is one of them, and we will have uh, 15 other panelists who are just going to be giving you their best tips on creating routines and just managing your time in a way that feels aligned. Yay. I'm excited for it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us, Kara. It has been amazing. I am, I'm going to stop my stop and drop. And uh, (laughs) oh, I know I've I've made a note of that. Like I need to make a teaser for that. (laughs) That is gotta get that. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for having me. This was fun. I always love talking with Kara. Like she's first, she's so easy to talk to you and she has just realistic things to do to make yourself more productive. Right. Like after talking with her, you feel like, okay, I can get, and I am one of the most resistant to being told how to organize people you'll ever meet. (laughs) Like I, I know that I need to do things. I know that I'm somewhat of an organized hot mess a lot of times. Like I have all these checklists, but at the same time, I always tell people that's just to control the chaos. Mm -hmm. But I really felt like I could, she was somebody that I could talk to about it, not feel judged and could actually get ideas and suggestions to move forward with. Well, so something that I realized after having this interview was that how much we, we think we should do things and 
I was in the car with my daughter yesterday and she's like, oh my gosh, like I haven't folded my laundry. I haven't done anything. And she was just listing off the things she hadn't done. And Mm -hmm. well, as she listed them off, I'm like, where did she get this? Oh, I do this. I definitely do this. That is true. I bemoan the things I don't have done. And so we, we talked about it and I'm like, you know what? When the pain is great enough, you're going to change. But it doesn't mean like you have to change all your systems right now. You're going to get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm done with this. We need to organize better. Or or you're going to get to the point where you're done with like trying to dig through your laundry hamper to find clothes. And that's going to be your motivation to be like, I'm going to fold my laundry. Right, right. You have to hit that moment that is for you. Nobody else can define it before you. Yes. So instead of like seeing like what we should do, just like you're doing the best you can, you're good where you are and know that that change is going to come for you. Right. Because you already care about it and you're already talking about how you don't like that you didn't do it. So... I think, I think we need to bring back those 215 victories too. Do, yeah, we totally need some more victories. Let's let's not con- like concern ourselves with the things we haven't done yet. Let's have our like, yay, we did this today. So every day at 215, we are encouraging you guys to take a moment, give yourself a little victory dance, a little victory pep for whatever you've gotten accomplished that day. Yes, and like celebrate it. I, I have to celebrate it daily. So right now it is, we're recording this at like n- almost 10 in the morning. Okay, we need a victory. What victory did we get done today, Brie? Uh, we're getting the intro and outros done. Woohoo! We're recording the podcast. <laughs> that, actually, that actually is a big deal because all week long we have tried and the universe has been throwing stuff our way to stop us from yes. getting things done. And it has been a heck of a week. It has been. Yeah. So this is a huge, huge accomplishment. Huge accomplishment. And like we took a big walk around the block with uh, Addie. Yes. The no guilt mom dog. Our, our mascot. <laughs> Behind us on the couch. She's, She's taking crazy. a nap. Thank goodness. Oh, yeah. So the walk is definitely an accomplishment. And yes. Yeah. So think about your accomplishments. Think about your victories. Celebrate them. And uh, until next time, remember the best mom's a happy mom. Take care of you. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.